that uh, don't be afraid to mention the paper and that we're using a paper. Of course not. Because we don't want it to sound like experts. Really? So we want to be like, hey, Steve, hand me that paper, man. I, I got to take a look at that. It's okay. Like, yeah, don't hide it. Okay. Mid-Youth Universe Saga Series. Mid-Youth Universe Saga Series. Saga Series. Speak experience, not expertise. Yes. We speak experience, not expertise. Uh, all right, guys. So, uh, uh, if we're ready to get going, uh, we live. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the Mid Youth uh, uh, Universe Cat. That's that's your that's that's your camera over there. Right? As a, all right. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the uh, uh, Mid Youth Universe Cast. Uh, the Saga series. Mid Youth Universe Saga series. Welcome to the Mid Youth Universe Saga series. Uh, broadcasting from <laughs> Back to Basics yeah. episode. <laughs> Square three. one. Take three. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Mid Youth Universe cast, the Saga series. <laughs> you keep doing casting. Mid Youth? Okay. It's fine. Cost is fine. There you go. All right. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Mid Youth Universe, the Saga series. Uh, broadcasting from Sai Wanho. Here with us, we've got some uh, homies with us. Hey, Phil, how's it going, man? What's up, what's up? Hey, Phil. Hey, Steve, we got Steve joining us. Hello, hello. And with <laughs> us, we got Max. Hello. Fresh from a shoot. So, uh, well, welcome, everyone. Uh, and welcome, listeners at home. Uh, so, uh, I want to start this episode off with just a simple question. What did you guys learn this week? All right, I got one, because I actually went deep into this when I was uh, on the toilet at work. <laughs> I um, today I learned that the Disney movie John Carter, 2012, was one of the most expensive films ever made with a net budget of $263 million and simultaneously one of the, if not worst, box office bombs ever, even adjusted for inflation. The movies resulted in a $200 million loss for Walt Disney Pictures. What was interesting for me mm. was I forgot this movie existed. I think back, I remember seeing it, but I remember how terrible the marketing was. So I dug into it, and I actually found out that despite all of this, it was mm. actually a good, entertaining movie. A lot of people liked it. If you go on IMDb, mm. loads of 10 out of 10. This, this is uh, Taylor Kirsch. Kirsch. Yeah. Um, the director did the marketing wrong. Mm. I was, for some reason, this was intriguing for me. So huh. this movie, you, you just dismissed it. You, were, you had too much taste as a... Uh... No, I didn't even know. It, it flew under the radar because it was mm. called John Carter. And well, everyone what was, was like, the synopsis again? The book is called John Carter of Mars. And it's this guy that gets um, cloned to Mars. I didn't see it. I just read it. That's how interesting it was. And then he's got to... All I know is he has to fight giants. But since he's like got Earth strength, he's like more powerful on Mars. Mm. Um, and I got to watch this now. <laughs> I think we should put it back on the yeah. radar. Give it a second. It's pretty good. Uh, I've seen it twice. It's oh, good. twice! Twi oh, so good. nice. You watched it twice. Yeah. Awesome. So, so that's the recommendation for this week. It's John Carter. John Carter. Gotcha. I, uh, uh, I, I came across something this week um, that really uh, sometimes on Spotify. You know, like sometimes you get like some of those recommendations. That's that's where we are on Spotify. We are, yeah, that's Spotify. true. We also yeah. yes, you might see us on the uh, on your plug. recommendations. <laughs> nice plug. Uh, we got uh, um, well uh, on Spotify. They make these recommendations. Sometimes you know it's like, you know, what is this? You know, like a random, you know, you know. It's just kind of like I guess I could be into. This. Found a guy this week, Max Cooper. 
uh, his music just, you ever find like when there's uh, new like artists that just blow your mind for like a week and it's like awesome. It's, it's basically like uh, techno, like, uh, like really, uh, it's like trans techno, but it was just like, well, so if you're ever on uh, Spotify okay. and you get Max Cooper popping up, give it a try. I've been listening to it for Max like a Cooper. week. They say you're not supposed to listen to your favorite, like a new favorite music for like again and again, because I mean, at first, otherwise it becomes like background music, you know? But uh, uh, I've been listening to this guy for like a week, and it's been awesome. Max Cooper. Max Cooper. Um, but yeah, what have you guys? Uh, uh, what did you guys pick up or learn this week? I learned why chainsaws were invented, and nobody should know that. That that fact should just go under the radar, and it's terrible. How did, how did, did you, you learn this through research, or did you learn a this a little uh, bit? Yeah, it was on another podcast, and they were like, "Oh, you should Google why chainsaws were invented." Another podcast. Are you, are you, <laughs> yeah, you, you listen to a podcast as well. No. So, the wait, youth wait. universe is life. <laughs> this is my universe. Yeah, That's yeah. right. No, um, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible reason. It's a terrible reason. We shouldn't, pod, they shouldn't exist. You're just going to tease us well, like well, that? Yeah, Not, uh, go uh, Google it. I'm Google gonna, why the chainsaw. Okay. Oh. Yeah, male chauvinism is like... Yeah, it's well, bad. Don't don't they need them to chop out I'm down trees? Now. They were not they were not chopping trees to start with. Oh my gosh. Is this like yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre type stuff? Very similar, yeah. Okay. There was a lot of blood. I'm oh. Yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. well that's okay. Well, well, <laughs> maybe we, we can switch segments now. So uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Well uh, uh, Max, what would you uh, what'd you get into this week? Well, uh, this week I learned how to uh, you know throw a football game it wasn't exactly uh the best one for the lost boys but Wait, you no. threw the game you threw the game single-handedly you should have seen it <laughs> no i think it was a a, a team meltdown no oh <laughs> uh, well that we'll have to save that for the uh for the football podcast yeah. damn i yeah. thought mine was depressing oh <laughs> guys let's get, the, let's get the energy up here let's, yeah let's bring us back, back up yeah, yeah. So, we got a chainsaw uh, massacre uh no yeah all right let's, so so this week guys uh we've been uh looking at like the ways we think about the world. Mm. And uh, so one of the things I wanted to explore more were cognitive biases. And so uh, with us here, we've got a whole, we've got a, uh, we've got a slew of cognitive biases a here. Slew. A slew. A slew. A, uh, a smorgasbord of uh, cognitive biases. <laughs> do, do you want to try that again? Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. How do you say it? Is this smorgasbord? Smorgasbord. With a G or a D at the end? I'm actually saying it. How do you say it? Smorgasbord? With a G. Where's Fred with a G? Yeah, yeah. This is what we need, friend. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I just called you. I got to prove myself. All right, all right. This is going to be... It's going to be interesting. Have you guys ever had like a real... Smorgasbord. We'll say it like this. Yeah. This is amazing. It's a smorgasbord. Ooh, there's that. There's a very much smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. There's a D. There's a D at the end. Smorgasbord. Please, sir, can I have s'more? Wow. There you go. I smorgasbord is the planet that Dan was from before he came to to steal our culture and secrets. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that that was with a D. Well, thank you. Yeah. That and you know what? That brings me to one of the kind of biases. I'm not sure if you guys want to get into the Google effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily. I just did it. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's Google can really help us find, you know, information like really fast, like, you know, uh, but it's also, have you guys found that it's also like, uh, it's kind of taken away your ability to remember things? Like, well, it's, it's, they, it's ruined the whole bar debate, you know, back in the day before mm. people had phones in their hands, yeah. there, there used to be like a bar debate and right. people would like, 
you know, debate their facts, and then yeah. they'd be like, no, 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 you're totally wrong. Right. And now, now everyone it's can just, you know, whip out their phone. Pub quiz for we could I, have had I, a fight. I disagree so much, so because mm. there's there's certain things you should know, mm-hmm. but like there's so much information out there. It's not about knowing the information; it's about knowing to find it. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. um, in my profession, there's so much information. Uh-huh. They're at the point now where they say. This plane runs on electrics, and we're going to give you 48 pages mm. on what the electrics of this aircraft are. You're like, 48 pages yeah, on yeah, yeah. flying a... And they're like, yeah, 48 yeah. pages. Because wow. all you need to do is know where to find the information. Okay. You don't need to know it. Just know where to find it. So those 48 pages are like an index, just like... Yeah. Of wow. You have X amount of batteries. You have X amount of you know, generators, and mm. that's it. You have a DC system. You have an AC system. That's all you need to know. Mm. Don't need to know about the you know the, the airing bus. Don't because you got Google. Is that you got Google? No, you just need to know where to find the information. Right. All right. We don't, okay. we, have oh, you? Google. No, we don't have Google. Oh. Have you? Yeah. So you cannot access Google like it's while you're flying a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Hey, hey, Google, you have to purchase hey, it. Google. How do I land this plane? <laughs> oh crap! My Google. <laughs> that reminds me of. Um, this meme what was that movie with uh jamie fox and uh leo dicaprio uh the django django right and then you know that meme where leo's like shaking the wine glass oh yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. Like, this meme is like when you were in elementary school and your teacher used to say you won't always have a calculator in math class <laughs> he's got his phone because like, yeah. it's true right did your yeah. teachers always used to say that you know you're not always gonna yeah be. why do i need to memorize these times tables tipping tipping is the only reason why uh, uh, oh, <laughs> that's yes. the only reason I, I think all of my math is yeah yeah, well uh, well like there are tons we got these papers here there are tons of cognitive biases mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was just thinking if you guys maybe want to talk about one that that maybe you found in your own way of thinking um, you know I I maybe I can share a bit about uh, one called the Dunning Kruger effect mm-hmm. the Dunning Kruger effect so Dunning Kruger um, it's this idea that is that at first, whenever you learn something, you immediately feel like, whoa, like I, I'm confident, I got this. Like whenever, like when I tried to learn like uh, uh, Cantonese at first, I'm like, oh, this isn't so hard. And then you have a sudden realization, I don't know anything. <laughs> and only then do you actually start to learn. So uh, definitely like I've had that whenever I try to learn like a new topic or with my students, like whenever they feel like, like, oh, no, I don't, like, you know, I feel like we're going to lose or I, I don't understand this. That's when I know it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. And you just need to overcome it. And then, you know, and that's when you know you're really learning, when you realize you don't know anything. Who said that, though? Uh, all right, we got, a, we got a first philosopher drop. Yeah, all right, all right. So who's, I think you said that was Socrates, right? I said Socrates. Okay. Um, I think that sounds about right. I think yeah. it sounds about right. Go oh, keep keep going keep going. All right. Well, what's a uh, what's a cognitive bias that uh, that you guys uh, have found in your own way of thinking? Hmm. Just making sure we stay. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe I wanted to bring up the sunk cost fallacy. I think it's a bias. We're not sure. Yeah. Google. Hey, think, Google. No, a, bi- a bias is a fallacy. A bias yeah. is yeah. a fallacy, right? Yeah. Um, she's not going to answer me. Uh, yeah, so the sunk cost fallacy, which mm. is uh, experienced in life all the time. I was saying before the show that I experience it when I'm waiting in line for the bus, for example. Um, you know, you're in line, the bus might be taking late, per- perceive that it's coming later than usual. So you're like, crap, I should go take another method of transportation, the MTR or something. But then in your mind, you're like, mm. wait, wait, you've I've been waiting here for yeah. so long. That's 
would be a waste of the time that I've yeah. been waiting or otherwise, well, as soon as I leave, it's going to come. So you just kind of stay there in limbo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of aspects of life where this comes into play. It could be uh, to do with work or job. It could be in a relationship. You know, the longer you stay with somebody in a flawed relationship and the reason that you won't leave is because there's so much time invested in the relationship mm-hmm. and you feel that you're sacrificing all of the time or money or resources that you've invested by walking away and that and then in reality in a lot of situations if you really dig into it you actually stand more to gain by just cutting your losses mm-hmm. yeah it's true it's so true it's right yeah true. when when was the last time you felt that like cutting your losses was the right right decision <laughs> this morning on uh, the way to work <laughs> this morning on the way to work um no, and there's a lot of times in the office, I don't want to bore you guys with office chat, but there's a lot of times when, you know, especially in management, sometimes you have to deal with your ego and this and that, and you realize that you hold on to things longer than you should mm. uh, just because that's the way things were. Uh, and then, you know, somebody might come with a new idea and you know, that's, that's just that's, that's the way we do things. I've done things this way. And yeah, if I let go of that position, then I stand to lose all of my, you name it, power, um, abilities, whatever. And, you know, there's so many times you just have to think it's time for me to let go and accept mm. what's to come, what changes to come because you're not the smartest person. Yeah. Ever, right. Um, yeah. Pow- powers and abilities. That's that's where the Dunning Kruger effect. <laughs> I realize that I'm not so smart, so I'm willing to let go of my sunk cost. S- Self awareness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, and like for a lot of our jobs, it really comes down to like um, you know getting like real results and getting you yeah. know overcoming some of these cognitive biases. Like, but have you guys like you said sometimes it's like the inertia. Mm-hmm. Of the comp, that's actually what keeps people in power, you know. So yeah, yeah. it can serve you as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, what, how about you guys? What, what, what's a kind of bias you guys uh, uh, have have found recently? Well, back when I used to work in restaurants, I was I would when I first started, I would always get so nervous like talking to guests. But uh, I just read here one of the uh, um, biases is kind of like when you're public speaking, you get all nervous and 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 you feel like the spotlight. Is, I think it's the spotlight effect feel like the spotlight's on you but really reality is no one's just when you're talking to guests (laughs) as soon as somebody (laughs) asks for your help sorry like the water (laughs) (laughs) i no, i used to feel like that but then you know once you start doing it a few times you realize half the time you're giving presentations think about yourself are you always paying attention to exactly yeah Mm. are you Mm. uh, are you a nervous public speaker like is that something you had to overcome yeah, I think when I first started off in university giving presentations, I was like, you know, oh my God, these lectures, because, you know, you went from smaller classrooms to big lectures of like hundreds of people. And at first it was kind of nerve wracking, but then you realize half these people, maybe only like less than a quarter are paying attention. Right. And and same thing exactly. with, with guests, you realize half the time they're just enthralled in their own conversation. In their own conversation. Yeah. It's the same thing at the yeah. gym. When you go to yeah. the gym and you in, in like a newbie, they like, I'm afraid of messing up because people are watching me. No, yeah. everyone's focused on themselves, yeah. looking yeah. at themselves in the mirror. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could like drop a barbell on your chest and everyone will be yeah. flexing. Yeah. Oh, well that, that gets, I want to get into <laughs> That one really hit Dan hard. Everyone will be flexing. You know, I started going. I started going to uh, uh, the fitness room at my at my estate. I'm, wow, I'm getting, it's getting into it. Yeah, yeah. your estate. The fitness room, not a gym yet, but uh, a fitness room. Do you realize when you're if Western people are listening and they hear? Oh you yeah, say, yeah. Okay, I went gotcha. to the fitness, fitness room at my estate. You sound like a baller. Yeah, no, no, no. A, a estate is just it, it's just like yeah. 
actually that's the thing about Hong Kong. You're like, I live in this estate. Like I live in the uh, I the, mansion. Yeah, yeah. Mansion. Oh yeah, the mansion. They the have mansions. Mansion. I live in the Chongqing mansion. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, that I, I was thinking about one of the um, uh, kind of biases, the bystander effect was okay. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can uh, get into that. But uh, but Phil, what, what's one? What's a kind of bias you have come across? Ah, uh, the halo effect. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it's got me. It right here. There it is. Yeah, uh, it's got me in so much trouble so many times because it's a, it's about seeing the the positive trait in another person. Mm -hmm. Even at their negative traits, oh. with their neg negative traits, mm. so you think, "Oh man, this person, this person is a great person." And angel, yeah, an angel. <laughs> it's literally on the picture. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and when they do X, Y, Z, nah, they're, uh, this, they're doing this for the good of the, yeah. the whole thing, right? Yeah. Mm. And of late, I think I've just been so drained from constantly giving that sort of energy that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just vanish into the world. You so know? you're I, saying mm. that you're giving this effect. You are. Not the people around you. It's you. You're haloing, or they're haloing yeah. you. No, no. This is a this is a bias. So this is uh, always, it's a personal thing that's projected on someone else. Right. <clears throat> See, the definition of bias is uh -huh. your right. impression of another person. So yeah. it's, this is the halo effect. Okay. Yeah. Always seeing the good in other people, mm. even though um, it may not be. It's true. tricky in relationships usually, you know. Oh, you Lord. always want to give people the benefit right. of the doubt. You always be like, oh no, this that's person wouldn't do that. But mm -hmm. so you can't have a bias. You can't experience it. I guess you can experience a bias against you, but you can't. This is something that I always project mm -hmm. on, onto other people. And then you realize that person isn't so great. You know, mm -hmm. that person is kind of a douchebag. You got to right? just so, take them at face value, right? With right. Their, with their actions. Right? Yeah. I, I have a new saying. Everyone is an asshole. And <laughs> I stand by it, man. When did, when did you pick that up? When, when? I've, I've said it for a while, but now I fully stand on it because okay. um, people, I don't know, uh, someone said hell is other people and I'm like yeah no that's true mm. that's true it was um, what do you think that means like that no matter what other people will give you the the the, the torment they'll torment you in ways that you can't imagine right mm. uh, they are literally hell on earth but it's, that's it's kind of dark and it's kind of like seedy and mm. when I used to say that to myself I was like hell is other people but it's okay I'm just gonna run through hell but right. now I'm just mm. like you know what man I don't know. Don't you think this is a dangerous like um, gateway into a more cynical life? Yeah. Could, mm. Don't you sort of only hurt yourself more the more you carry this? Even if you know it's true, and we all know it's a little bit true, by going through life like this, assuming everyone is an asshole before until proven innocent, you, you're kind of carrying that burden on yourself. Well, um, I say it with, with cynicism, but also with a, like a hint of jest because um, everyone is everyone will disappoint you. This is a fact. It's mm. a fact of life. You can meet the nicest person in the world. You can be sitting with Mother Teresa and she won't share her pizza with you. She won't. Like, and you're like, what? But your mother Teresa, you're like feeding children. <laughs> yeah. You have pizza. It's a whole pizza. You're going to eat the pizza by yourself. Give me some pizza. <laughs> she doesn't give you pizza. And then you're like, oh, no. Like, rah, this is like, what's happened? All of a sudden, the you've cast this halo effect on Mother Teresa, right? And what what ends up happening is you've set these expectations, uh -huh. and then people don't meet up these expectations, right? Mm. And we do it all the time, yeah. right? And it's the worst thing to do. And then you realize, oh, Mother Teresa was an asshole sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it's only when yeah. you're like oh, you break out of the halo effect spell and you look back and you're like, that's it, okay. that's it. Yeah. So so by saying by going into a situation being like everyone's an asshole. Uh, you kind of like prep yourself. It was Marcus Aurelius who said, 
to them get to wake up and, and meet adversity and meet people going through X, Y. There's a whole like chapter about it. Mm, basically, yeah. he was like, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to be who they want to be, who they're supposed to be, who they're trying to be. Mm. And by realizing that, you you kind of seek the good and you, you kind of seek the um, the silver lining in every cloud. Yeah. Because the rest of the time, it's just, if you, if you think the world is rosy, oh man, the world Expectations. is not. Yeah. Don't That's you, exactly it. It's expectations, Don't right? you feel that when you go into a situation, you assume everyone's an asshole, does it change your behavior towards them? Because it's hard to approach someone you think is an asshole and be like, hey, how are you today? If really deep down, you know, you're just like, everyone here is a jerk, so I'm just going to kind of put myself at their level. Hey, what's up? And then I think you're an asshole because you're kind of projecting the way you feel they are. And then people are like, they were in a good mood. And they're like, what's wrong? I feel he's an asshole. So you're and project- only when they get to know you, they're like, oh, I thought you were an asshole the whole time. You're like, yeah. I thought you were an asshole. <laughs> Everyone's an asshole. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, when, yeah. when I when I say that everyone is an asshole, mm. it, we you can't you can't um, pigeonhole that them by by saying everyone is an asshole. All you're doing you're not putting you're not putting everyone in the room as assholes. You're just saying to yourself that because I have this halo effect. Yeah. In the past, the halo effect put everyone on this pedestal, uh-huh. and you say, well, everyone is everyone is actually an asshole. Everyone's mean. Everyone mm. is unkind. Right? right. Then you realize that oh there's another level to this person and you realize, oh, maybe this person is, you know, a, a team player or maybe this person is more of an indep- uh, independent or mm. an introvert. And then you start to build a mural because we, oh. we, we sum it up in such a way that if you see everyone with this halo effect we talk about yeah. as this wonderful, cheery, you know, uh-huh. um, great person, the great personality, right. then man, you'll get hurt. Hey? Yeah, it's true. And I've yeah. been, I've been burnt many, many times. Yeah. So by, by saying that to myself, I know what you're saying, you walk into a party and it's like, well, screw these guys. I'm not going <laughs> right, to, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> everyone's great. And uh-huh. everyone's not great. You can be both. Why not? Yeah. Okay. People can, contain multitudes. Multitude. Yeah. You can be, you can be Steve from Philly mm-hmm. and Steve who lives in Hong Kong. Right. It's not. There's not either. So maybe or. flawed is a better word than asshole. Everyone's flawed. <sighs> no, I like. I am. I love the hyperbole. Yeah. But okay. it sounds like for you, though, yeah, like you, you were so far with the halo effect. You need that, that stronger, you know, that more, the opposite in order to counterbalance. That. That's right. You yeah. need uh, the the other side of the coin. Mm. Uh, so you're so saying that our our biases come from experience. I mean, some of them. Definitely yeah. Right. Mental models, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and and you know, I, I think that there's definitely like biases that um, like when we look back on our own lives that we can see like, you know, having the halo effect or, or I know that like, um, like for me is uh, uh, when it's one here I see on the paper declinism is one idea that I kind of, I always kind of think that eventually things will, will fall apart. There's right. a, and, and even if there's uh, information to the contrary, I always just kind of assume that eventually things will just kind of uh, collapse. I don't know, like, uh, I'm not, I don't know if it, it means like society or if that means like, uh, yeah, anything, you know, right? but I'm not like, yeah. I'm definitely not like, uh, I'm not like a, a doomsday prepper, you know, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not doomsday prepping. Uh, over here. How many cans of soup do you have in <laughs> so your, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you did this justice. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is the kind We tend to romanticize the past and view the future negatively believing that society's institutions are by and large in decline. So mm. when you said you're like, everything's going to fall apart, but you're, mm. you're basing it on the past. So you're yeah, basically yeah. saying things were better before and they're exactly. going to get worse. Like, I don't know if you guys can share in this, in this um, general uh, map of your life, 
But I always assume that like the uh, the nineties, right, early two thousands, awesome. That's just a fact. Yeah, that, yeah, like, fact. that is just knows it. Nineties, uh, early two thousands was like, yeah. So okay, yeah, it was great. Yeah. But also, I disagree, man. You didn't have an iPhone. You know, like the 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 ability to connect with people, like now is incredible, mm. right? It's hip hop, music in the '90s. We say it's great, but music you can literally make a song on your phone right now. But it's it's that that what is it? The rose colored vision. We always we always tend to like you know like you you're looking at hip hop in the '90s. Yeah. That's just one thing of all the things that happened. In the right, 90s. and but we're we like, tend, oh my gosh, we had Tupac, you know, we had or Biggie, like, uh, or like Pokemon. Yeah, you know, we had Pokemon. Game Boy, you know. Doesn't this That's go back? a week for each we can play Game Boy on our iPhone now. You're gonna play right. Game Boy. But it's a way to week for Dragon Ball episodes. Now you can just. Binge the whole thing. You're binge watching Attack on Titan. Yeah, but don't think. I think we talked about this in a previous episode. Doesn't that things lose their magic when you have such access to this media so frequently? It loses the magic, right? Yeah. Imagine the excitement of Pokemon being on. Yeah, versus right now is a better time to be alive than the '90s, and I will I will say that and yeah. stand on that. Because we romanticize the past. Yeah, that Mindside nostalgia. Sports, that nostalgia, right? We love nostalgia. The, when we when we think about when we think about the past, we bring up emotion. You're thinking about the emotion he gave you. The '90s was rough, bro. El Nino. It was like mm. it was like the, the 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 Gulf War and like the oil spills and all that. Like yeah, and it's, it's just crazy, through man. because of our age, yeah. we viewed the world more uh, in a, in a simpl- simpler way back then. Uh-huh. Well, you, you basically like think about the times when you were a kid and your parents were like, "Go to bed." Like, oh, oh no, you can't sleep over, and you're like, oh, "Damn, I, I can't wait till I grow up." Like, yeah. you know, I'm tired <laughs> of listening to mom and dad or like. You know, Mr. Dan, that dick teacher, you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, now we have all these responsibilities. Making, yeah. We we have, you know, we're, we're transitioning into our mid youth. We look at our childhood as a simpler time. Like, Simple oh man, time. it was so sweet. I didn't have to make any decisions. I, yeah. you know, so I think, mm. you know, there's that juxtaposition of always looking back and thinking it. Mm. And, the, and the issue is like when, when we do, when you make that comparison, we compare um, the best of that time to the worst of this time. Yeah, mm. that's that's what right. we do. Unfortunately, the past because right. we yeah. we remember the good feeling and face it against the bad reality. It'll never compete. It'll never compete with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like the '90s was great. No, like '90s, early 2000s, amazing. Have you seen a cell phone commercial from the '90s? <laughs> Ah. Terrible. I, yeah. so I, I see what Wait, you're saying. So when bad. was the Nokia invented? Like the no, the Nokia was, brick. Uh, that, that, that was thing, like 96, 97. Because that thing lasts for like 20 years, didn't it? It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they don't build them like they used to. I don't. Yeah. But then again, it couldn't take a picture. That's yeah. yeah. Hurricane Sandy on the Time magazine was taken by an iPhone. Wow. I just remember appreciating things more because there was more scarcity. Yeah. You can yeah. still appreciate things yeah. more. And that's a choice you can make. I don't know, man. I don't know if you can choose to feel that depth of emotion. You know what I mean? You can't choose to go to a new place and feel a sensation like the first time effect over and over again, right? Like, you can't. You just can't choose it. Um, I don't right. know. There were so many things that were new to us. Whether it was our age or the time, I'm not sure. Maybe it's it was more, your age. Maybe you're right about that. It was but the age. I mean, remember the first time you discovered um, that television doesn't end at like midnight. It actually keeps going. You're like, yeah. 
is incredible. That's a whole that's a whole episode right there after the, dark. Yeah. yeah. Phil just shattered my world, guys. The first Can time you discovered it. <laughs> the first time you discovered anime, it changed your world. Yeah. Yeah, now, you just gotta keep right. discovering new stuff. Yeah. Keep discovering. And and there's so much more out there, right? Like, are so, you, where's the discovery you, bias here, guys? I know the papers. I, I was. This is probably a bit of a tangent, but um, one of the things that I really this is this is gonna be the third philosopher philosophy drop for oh, this sorry, episode. Uh, but uh, by the way, the first philosopher was Aristotle. Aristotle. Oh, oh, I, yeah, Aristotle, Aristotle or Socrates. Fifty-fifty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were dozens, if not hundreds, more. I, I, uh, there's um. So there, I used to study a bit about this guy named uh, Adorno, Theodore Adorno. This this philosopher. He basically said. Things are going to repeat again and again. So things are not real anymore. Instead, what is real is things that can replicate and things that are in, that can be coded. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating, I was listening to this thing, uh, listening to some news about NFTs coming in today. Mm. And basically, they're saying that this is not only like uh, an economic uh, what, what, revolution. What's, what's an NFT stand for? Uh, for, uh, for non fungible token. Token. Mm-hmm. And it's it. It's, they're saying that this could be the anti, like this is where they can make one copy of something on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's going to totally change the way the internet anti, works. Right. Anti-cash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Can, you yeah. can trade the, I think the, the, the latest one, the NFT for the um, the Nyan cat. Remember that, the meme from like 2000? Yeah. That just, the original NFT sold for like it's stupid It's so weird. It's so mm. foreign. Like, yeah. Like, a, like Nintendo could sell a Pikachu with a top hat and yeah. it would be the only one of that mm. and you're the only one that and that's it and then people will pay big money for that it's such a foreign yeah. it's so modern and it's so like appropriate for the time like you can believe now that this would be a thing but at the same time mm. we, we all, we're sense. all a copy copy paste pa- copy pasta copy yeah. pasta you know like when people find memes it just like it just spreads right. and then but did you know that like going. artists could make one digital copy of something and sell it for big bucks you just assume that everything could be copied and pasted mm. And control, I guess Control C, Control V. Right? Look at you! Wow, <laughs> clearly he's a uh, Windows user, right? Yeah. Control. I'm, I'm uh, command life, man. Mm. Well, I, before uh, uh, um, before we move on from uh, uh, from these biases, I do want to get into one that I thought was interesting was the bystander effect. So when you guys see me struggling on the bench, I'm I'm uh, struggling for air. You, you know, uh, uh, you guys aren't gonna spot me. You guys aren't you guys because you know you're gonna leave me struggling there. Uh, bias- actually. actually Remember that time we were walking down the street in Wanchai and that guy was like like being really aggressive that lady and we stopped him remember Oh yeah yeah we were walking down so. Wanchai yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Not, what happened like, We just saw this man like like kind of being very you know kind of inappropriate not not beating her or anything, but just kind of, kind yelling. of just yelling, yelling like at her, at kind of getting mm-hmm. in her face, and then yeah. you know we saw it, and you know we stopped the guys. Like, is everything okay? Did they know. look like a couple or like? Oh, they... probably yeah. Okay, but it was like she wasn't reacting. Like she was just walking, like looking wow. sulky, and he was just screaming in a very, you know, uh, what's the word we're looking for? Um, yeah. Harassing? And, and, and like or... we weren't trying to be confrontational, but you know when you see something like that, you you the least like least thing you can do is be like, hey, what's up? Right. You know, at least like kind of yeah. It was like kind of like a strength in numbers. We yeah. had we had some females in our group, so it wasn't like a let's roll up on this guy and, and be like. <laughs> and that's the story of how we met each other. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I apologize to that lady. Wrote it down. Like, no, he's never done it again. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the bystander effect is a little more, um, a little more than strength in numbers. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. It's it's the fact that you're part of the bigger, um, 
population. Right. And the more people there are, the less likely you are to help a victim. The less weakness in numbers. I think I think it's 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 in play when you see, you know, I hate to I hate to say it, but you know, when you see people begging on the street, you know, you kind of just walk past them. I feel like that's kind of bystander effect, right? I would do it. No, but I would to be honest with you, uh, depending on the day. Honestly, look, you can you can give to every homeless person you see, but we many of us don't. Even if I, it's just me walking down the street, yeah. and, and some of them look pretty like like decrepit and and right. not trying to, to mm. say anything mean, but you know, but you know, a lot of us just kind of go about their day and just yeah. assume like okay, it's someone else will deal with it. So I, I think, I think what's kind of like um, with like giving to to homeless people on the street uh, is also like the demands on the good that we can do for others is mm-hmm. so much greater now, and what I. I I was thinking about like like I not to not to uh, toot my own horn here, but you know I, I give a little bit of money to uh, to charity right. for a family family overseas. Like you know they 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 I live in Honduras and I give them like you know uh, a little bit of money each month. And but I realized though, when does it end, Dan? well, the but, halo effect is real with Dan. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing though. This it's is wings, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dick teacher. Yeah. It, uh, but, but the thing is like, okay, I give I give like 45 US dollars a month. Not that much. Why can I not give like 300, 400? Why can I not give like uh, a greater that? amount? And then, like, why is why can't I give more money to more people like overseas or who really need it? And it's I think that the it's about like what the good you can do has become expanded like infinitely, uh-huh. and it can be a little overwhelming. Like, what is our responsibility? And I know in the yeah. in the 1970s there was this murder, uh, this I, I, and I have to I. Uh, I have to Google it here, but uh, uh, there's a Google effect. I forget who. Uh, uh, I, I got you. I got, got you. I got there's you. this um, the bystander law from New York. The Seinfeld ended on this. It was basically um, this woman got murdered in the middle of this uh, middle of this courtyard. No one. Uh, she bled to death, and she was dying for like 30 minutes. Uh, no one was there to to help her, and uh, and so they passed these bystander laws in New York. And it's like if you're in a courtyard and you oversee someone like dying, like are you under an obligation to do something? Even though you know there's like a hundred other people that are watching mm-hmm. the same thing. Um, and, and Steve, you, you had something happen the other day. Was so, oh, the mm-hmm. couple years ago. Um, no, I was mentioning that uh, it was. I was walking in Shangwan and there was really steep steps between the alleys, really like older steps, whatever. I don't know. And I was walking down the steps, and this woman, I just hear behind me, kaplunk, and I look, and then this older woman fell down the steps, and she, um, her head was bleeding out of her head. It was actually a little bit gruesome and disturbing, for sure. And my first instinct was to, I'm not going to, was to not do anything, because I was like, well, this doesn't normally happen, and somebody else will help her. And then I looked around me, and I realized it was nobody else so it's such a foreign feeling to have to be the one to jump into this mode. Um, and I mentioned when I told you guys the story originally, part of it's because in China, um, you're not supposed to actually, you're told not to help people that get hurt because culturally, some people unfortunately use that to their advantage when they're looking mm-hmm. for someone to blame. How can they profit off their uh, ill fate? Right. So I had all these things going through my head. And in reality, I was just waiting for somebody else to step in. But then after like a minute or so, I realized, well, this is on me. Minutes. 60 seconds? Well, I, I kept a safe distance. I looked. I made sure, you know, uh, you had to think through it. 
um, and then crazy, yeah, though. just call. Because in the past, you would have, you would have, you would have stepped up immediately. Probably right? in the states, yeah. But having gone yeah. and ex- experienced yeah. multiple cultures, so your experience yeah. influenced your decision. I believe so. For yes. that sixty yeah. seconds, I think so. Yeah, and that conflict. Yeah, yeah it was a bit of a uh, conflict. But in the re- so the point of point was, I was waiting for somebody else to step up. Yeah, mm. and it wasn't happening. So I was like, <gasps> all right, nine nine nine. Yeah. But do you think this is why people don't vote or why there was such a push for voting is because a lot of people assume yep. that everyone else will do yeah. it. Someone else will do it. Take, yeah. take the vaccine. I'm not going to take yeah, the vaccine. Yeah. I'm going to wait for everyone else to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I think that people have, uh, I think a lot of this comes down with how we deal with other people down to like trust. And if you trust that society will do the, uh, the right thing mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but then, but yeah. Everyone's it's, an asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We've come full circle. <laughs> Well, um, so yeah, so, uh, so I guess, do you guys, uh, do you guys find that there's any, um, like these cognitive biases, uh, do you guys, are you guys very aware of them in your life or is this kind of the first time you guys have thought about them? Like for, uh, for this week's episode, like, do you guys see them in yourselves or do you guys, uh, um, not see them until you have to think about it? Like, oh, I, I know it full well. For the past five years, I've just been discovering my biases and, uh, just trying to figure them out and right. trying to come up with you know strategies and solutions to overcome yeah. them. And even when it's there and I can't avoid it, I will at least make a mental note about it. Mm-hmm. So mm. let's say I I, I, I um, what was one of them? The, the actor-observer effect. If I think this person is like this because of X, Y, Z. Um, like it's a basic stereotype. Then mm. I'll make a mental note and then I'll try challenge that bias at least to say maybe they're not like that let's right. go let's go find out maybe they're not an asshole maybe they're right. pretty cool <laughs> you know yeah because it can be very very negative and and lead you down a very dark path yeah I, I don't like that yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Uh, iq aside iq like sheer iq aside i think um a show of true intelligence is one's ability to recognize the biases in a situation quickly like mm. as soon as you enter a situation you challenge your own thoughts i'm probably feeling this way because of this i'm looking at one anchoring for example uh or i'm probably feeling um confirmation bias mm. i think being able to n- question whether or not you're experiencing confirmation bias is one of the most important forms of intelligence absolutely mm. and absolutely. yeah i guess that falls into eq but um yeah some people just don't have it and we experience it on the news and you think how do these people not recognize how flawed their way of thinking is yeah. mm. they don't question themselves yeah. well yeah. I, I think it comes from you know our biases stem from like a self-defense mechanism you know and mm. as as Stephen phil were saying you know most of these biases come out unconsciously as as your natural self-defense mechanism mm. but it's up to us to recognize okay yeah. maybe I'm, I'm stereotyping here or or you know maybe mm. um i'm kind of applying this negative bias and I need to kind of, you know, slow down and kind of reassess the situation. I, and I think having that mm. ability to do that is, is, is key. You know, yeah. the biases will, will always be there, but being able to recognize it and be like, wait a minute, maybe I, I need to give this an, another look at. Yeah. Well, I think, I think Phil, I think like with, it feels like you're balancing your biases. Um, but I, I think that kind of what Max and Steve has said, like, just being aware of them, I guess. Like, 100%. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm not sure if biases are something, some of them we have to overcome. Like, you know, I think and, in certain situations, yes. definitely. <clears throat> but sometimes I think just like, oh, okay, this is just the, 
this is the way I think, you know? Um, right. Yeah. Uh, so it, and, and, you know, like we were talking about before, it's kind of what's a bias, what's a, you know, what's just the way we think. It, it can kind of be a little, a little gray, but, um, but yeah, like, um, so uh, I guess, do you guys have uh, 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 any other biases you want to get into? Or? <laughs> any other, any other? I, yeah. I am very uh, time sensitive when it comes to bias. So I will often rush things that uh, should maybe, you know, go on because, right. because it's my, it's, 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 it's the life out of its career. I'm like, yeah. we must leave right now. Like, you know, so that's one of the things that I'm very. That's a, that I think, uh, uh, that's a cultural thing for sure. Running out of time effect. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it on paper. Philip, fill of the future, like yeah. future me is like no, I must like. You know, that. <laughs> That's good. You're aware of the time. Yeah, always, yeah. Always well, that time. well. Speaking of being aware of time, I think that brings us to uh, the end of this here episode. Yeah. Uh, any any uh, any uh, uh, business you guys want to get into before we uh, before we wrap up? Um, business, business. I don't think we have pending business at the moment. No, we're nothing just, on just, the docket. We just uh, keep doing the uh, NYU. The, the podcast is running strong. Um, yeah, we're living a good life. Nice, nice. Any yeah. challenges, Max? Watch John Carter. Watch <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, thank you guys for uh, for joining us uh, for uh, this episode of the uh, Mid Youth Universe Saga series. Thank you, uh, thank you for joining us at home, and uh, uh, yeah, take care, everyone. The uh, Mid Youth yeah. Cast Saga Universe. And we the go saga by continues. many. We, our cast <laughs> contains multitudes. That's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Exciting. It's a multiverse now. Yeah. Multiverse. Yeah. All right. Well, peace, homies. <laughs> I don't know how to end these things. You guys know how to end these things? <laughs>